What, what would it take to let yourself fall? All right, it's rolling. Hi, I'm Patricia. Before recorded history, humans knew singing as a deep source of power. Power to change, power to heal, power to be present with what is. Right here, right now, we are remembering the ancient gift of song, using modern tech to help us tap into resilience and capacity in chaotic, difficult times. Welcome to the 135th episode of A Breath of Song. I'm so glad you chose to do this today, which is extra special because Meg O'Dell is joining us for a songwriter conversation. Hi, Meg. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And you have some special people with you, too. Would you be willing to introduce us? Yeah. So I'm so pleased that to be joined today by my son, Clancy, who is 13, and my daughter, Celia, who is 11. You guys want to say hi? Hi. Hi. We are here to find more ways to sing songs that help us heal, adapt, and grow. Your voice is exactly what's needed for this. I'm coming to you straight from my home in what is now called Burlington, Vermont, on the unceded lands of the Abenaki people. And Meg, tell us where you're calling from. Yeah, so we're joining you today from Dawnland, which is the part of this continent that the sun first touches when it rises each morning. And these are the unconstitutionally ceded lands of the Wabanaki Confederacy, and here specifically the Penobscot people who have been and continue to be in relationship with this land since time immemorial. So this town is also called Blue Hill, Maine, and we live ongoingly with the question of what it means as settlers to be in right relationship with this land and her people, past, present, and future. Mm. All of our voices will turn up as they are today, and no matter what, we can feel the connection to our breath and the vibration in our body. Let's find how good it can feel to sing. Last week I shared Meg's song, Calling Us In. Today Meg and Clancy and Celia will be teaching us what would it take. We'll learn it slowly so it can settle inside you and you can begin to trust it as a resource. Let it move you into a state of flow. Then we get to enjoy a conversation with Meg and maybe a little little snippets of conversation with Clancy and mm-hmm. Celia as well. Yeah. We'll close out with the song again at the end. You'll always be able to find this episode with the full show notes and artwork in the Library of Songs at abreathofsong.com. But let's start by warming up with a good yawn stretch. Oh, maybe roll your shoulders a bit. You'll be able to hear all of us creaking. Well, maybe <laughs> Celia and Clancy will not creak as much. Mm. And stretch into your back, maybe shake down a little bit. <laughs> Start to let sound just kind of fall out <laughs> as you're moving. <laughs> maybe make some good humming sounds. <laughs> Chewing something. going to do much more warm-up than that. I think we'll just pass it over to you. So yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing this song with you, which is called What Would It Take? And I'm going to go ahead and just sing it once through for you so you have a sense of the whole, and then we'll dive into it um, more specifically. So 
Let's see. I'm gonna go. What would it take to let yourself fall, fall in love with life completely? What is the place that softly calls you home? home? Back to yourself so easily. All of these days are made of what we sow. Gather in and then let Beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe, the sea moves deep and slow. The sea moves deep and slow. Mm. So let's begin at the beginning. And it might be nice just to try on the words a little bit in rhythm. So it's an A section, B section kind of song. So the A section starts with, what would it take to let yourself? And let's just say that much together, yeah? Maybe Clancy and Celia can join us. So it is. What would it take to let yourself fall? Fall. Two big long falls. Fall. Fall. Good. In love with life completely. Try it. In love with life completely. Good. And so let's bring some melody into that section. And so it is. What would it take to let yourself? Let's try it out much. What would it take to let yourself fall? Let's do that. Fall, fall, fall. Yeah, so let's do both falls. It's going to be fall, fall, fall. Let's try it out from the beginning. What? What would it take to let yourself fall, fall in love with life completely? In love with life completely. Let's try the whole thing and maybe I'll sing it once and then we can sing it all together. What would it take to let yourself fall, fall in love with life completely? Everybody, what would it take to let yourself Fall, fall, in love with life completely. Nice. Yeah. Good. So next section, 
let's start with the words again. So it is, what is the place that softly calls you? Let's say that. What is the place that softly calls you? Home, 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 home. Back to yourself so easily. Back to yourself so easily. So we'll sing it. It's this, oh, let's see, it's exactly the same melody, but we'll still do it section by section. So it is. What is the place that softly calls you? That much. What is the place that softly calls you? Oh, oh, beginning of that section just to let it really come in so what is the place what is the place that softly calls you home home nice back to yourself so easily back to yourself so easily yeah and we just let that easefully kind of linger out there with ease hopefully <laughs> so let's then rewind again to the beginning of this second section what is the place and we'll go all the way to easefully what is the place what is the place that softly calls you oh back to yourself so easily yeah nice so now we're gonna rewind all the way to the beginning what would it take to okay. let yourself fall in love <laughs> Uh, so, same melody, what, and we'll go all the way to the end of that A, A part. What? What would it take to let yourself fall, fall in love with life completely? What is the place? What is the place that softly calls you home, home, back to yourself so easily? Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be funny if the song ended right there. <laughs> be interesting. Really let that question linger. Um, but it does. Um, now it's, we're going to just kind of lead right into a B part. The lyrics are, all of these days are made of what we sow. Let's go ahead and say that. All of these days are made of what we sow gather in and then let go gather in and then let go beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe 
beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe, the sea moves deep and slow. The sea moves deep and slow. Good. So putting some melody to those words. Mm, it's going to start here. All of these days are made of what we sow. So let's just go, what we sow. So we know where we know where we're gonna go. What and what we sow. Nice. All of these days are made of what we sow together. All of these days are made of what we sow. Yeah, great. Next part. Gather in and then let go. Gather in and then let go. From all of these days. All of these days are made of what we sow. Gather in and then let go. Great. Yeah. Can we do that one more time? Yeah, let's do that again. All of these days. Mm. All of these days are made of what we sow. Gather in and then let go. Nice. And as we sing that, I, I like to just imagine what is it that we hope we've put out there into the world to maybe take seed and grow. And there's this sense of we want to engage with that and keep participating with it. And then also at some point, we just need to let it go and see what comes. <laughs> so something there, but yeah. you might, well, we'll sing it one more time and maybe just see, oh, imagining what comes to mind, it comes to heart mind as we think of what, we've, what we're putting out into the world as seeds. Mm, all of these days together. All of these days are made of what we sow. Gather in and then let go. Nice. Then comes beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe. Let's try that. Beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe. Yeah, joy and grief and woe. Beneath these waves on the surface. Let's sing that one more time. Hmm. Beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe, the sea moves deep and slow. The sea moves deep and slow. Yeah. Let's see if we can put that last little part from beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe. Be beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe, the sea moves deep and slow. Lovely. So we've come to the end of the song, but let's see if we can start from the B part and find our way back to that slow movement of the depths of the sea. So the B part begins with all of these um, 
What does it begin with? Let's see. All of these days. Yes. The B part begins with all of these days are made of what we sow. So we'll start there all the way to the end. All of these days and all of these days are made of what we sow. Gather in and then let go beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe. The sea moves deep and slow. And sometimes we repeat that part. The sea moves deep and slow. So now the question is, do we still remember the invitation or the question that begins this song? Let's see what's still there for us. So um, I'm just going to repitch because I feel like we're all recovering from illnesses and may have dropped a little. What would it take? So the beginning, what, what would it take to let yourself fall in love with life completely? Um... What would it take to let yourself fall, fall in love with life completely? What is the place? What is the place that softly calls you home? to yourself so easily all of these days are made of what we sow gather in and then let go beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe the sea moves deep and slow the sea moves deep and slow <laughs> so uh, one of my favorite things about getting to sing with other people including and maybe especially getting to sing with these two other people who are sitting with me here today my children is the opportunity to sing in harmony so I would love to just offer up some harmonies Absolutely. if folks want to try. And one of the things that's nice um, that I love about learning songs with other people in this context is that you can choose if you want to keep singing the melody and just hear what that sounds like with the harmonies as we're exploring them, or if you also want to learn the harmonies and um, break those in. Let's start by learning the high harmony. And it actually comes in on the offbeat. So if the melody is singing... What would it take? We're going to come in on what, what would it take? Let's just do that little part. So I'm going to hum the melody. Mm, what would it take? Again. Mm, what would it take? Good. To let yourself. Try that. To let yourself. So it's mm, what would it take to let yourself again. Mm, what would it take? To let yourself. And then also on the falling, we kind of bounce off of the melody to begin our fall. The melody is going fall. And we're going to go fall, fall. So we hear fall, fall. Let's try that. 
Let's try it from the beginning. So it's, what would it take to let yourself fall, fall in love with life completely? Try that. In love with life completely. Yeah. Let's rewind to fall to the end. So it's fall, fall in love with life completely again. Fall, fall in love with life completely. Beginning. What would it take to let yourself fall, fall in love with life completely? Yeah. And the nice thing is that the melody for the second half of the A part is pretty much the same. <laughs> Just And we already know the words now from learning the melody. So it is going to be... Um, what is the place that softly calls you? Let's try that. So it's... What is the place that softly calls you? Yeah, again. What is the place that softly calls you? Great. And then it's... Home is the melody, and we're going to bounce off of it, so it'll be home, 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 back to yourself so easily, back to yourself so easily. Let's try from what is the place. What is the place that softly calls you? Home, home, back to yourself so easily. Yeah, let's try the whole A part in the high harmony. So starting with what would it take? And it's what would and what would it take to let yourself fall, fall in love with life completely? What is the place that softly calls you home, home? to yourself so easily yeah now it might be fun at this point just to see what that sounds and feels like with the melody yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and switch back to the melody um and you patricia you and clancy can sing the high part yeah so it is what what would it take and what what would it take to let Yourself fall, 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 fall in love with life. 
away. What is the place that softly calls you home? Home, back to yourself so easily. Done. Thank goodness I had Clancy. Great. <laughs> All right, fun. Okay, let's move on to the B part and put some a little high harmony there. So this is the all of these days are made of what we sew apart. So the melody is going all of these days. And we're going to come in on the word days, like a ray of sunlight shining through the day. So it's going to be all of these days are made of what we sow. Let's try that. Days are made of what we sow. Good. And this time I'm going to give you that lead in. All of these days, days are made of what we sow. Nice. Then comes gather in and then let go. Let's try that. Gather in and then let go again. Gather in and then let go from all of these days. All of these days are made of what we sow. Gather in and then let go. Nice. And while that's fresh, let's do that with the melody. Just see what that much sounds like. So um, you're going to go days. All of these days are made of what we sow. Gather in and then let go. Yeah. So the the probably the trickiest little part here is the when we're up and when we're down and when we're in the middle. <laughs> so um, let's see. Gather in and then let. That's just alternating That's between so those two notes. Da 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 da. And only then do we come into this. So let's try just that much with the words. And gather in and then let go. Yeah, and just thinking, okay, the let lands on that lower note one more time before we kind of add in the question. Great. Beautiful. Yay. Okay, let's try that much again with the let's do it twice in a row once just the harmony and then we'll try it with the melody mm -hmm. all of these days are made of what we sow gather in and then let go awesome and now with the melody and the harmony all of these days are made of what we sow The nice thing about the second half of the B part is that it's very much like the first half. It's going to be beneath these, and we come in on waves of joy. Waves of joy and grief and woe. Let's try that. Waves of joy and grief and woe. With the lead in, beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe. 
The sea moves deep and slow. The sea moves deep and slow. Mm -hmm. So putting that together. Waves of joy and grief and woe. The sea moves deep and slow. Again. Waves of joy and grief and woe. The sea moves deep and slow. Great. Let's go ahead and try the whole B part, just the high harmony, and then with the melody. So it is. All of these days are made of what we sow. Gather in and then let go. Beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe, the sea moves deep and slow. With the melody, all of these days are made of what we For those who are hungry for another part, <laughs> um, let's just touch on a, a possible low harmony. So just like the high harmony, we're, we're playing off of the melody and kind of bouncing off of it. So the melody is starting here white, ideally, and we're going to go, what, what would it take to let yourself try that? What would it take to let yourself and it's fall fall try it fall fall in love with life completely in love with life completely from fall so it's fall fall in love with life completely beginning what what would it take to let yourself fall fall in love with life completely yeah Moving on, second half of the A part is going to be What is the place that softly calls you? Try that. What is the place that softly calls you? Home, 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 back to yourself so easily back, back to yourself so easily yeah and for that part just thinking just knowing that your goes high back back to yourself so easily mm -hmm. so let's start from home to the end so let's home home back to yourself so easily beginning what what is the place 
that softly calls you home, home, back to yourself so easily. Yeah, so that's the whole A part. So the B part for the low harmony, um, you could try this. It's going to be, um, let's go ahead and sing right along with the melody until the word days. So it's going to be all of these and then instead of going up, we're going to go down all of these days. Let's just do that to get that into our bodies a little bit. All of these days. One more time. All of these days. Good. So then going on. All of these days are made of what we sow. Try that. What we sow. Yeah, good. From all of these all of these days are made of what we sow. Mm -hmm. And I love, Patricia, seeing how you're lifting your eyebrows on the word sow, because that is exactly what we should do. <laughs> what we sow. <laughs> yeah. Good. And then gather in and then let go. Gather in and then let go. Mm -hmm. All of these days. All of these days are made of what we sow. Gather in and then let go. Beautiful. Same melody and the words we already have learned. Beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe, the sea moves deep and slow. Yeah, so that little tagline is a little bit different. It's the sea moves deep and slow. Try it. The sea moves deep and slow. Yeah. So now let's try it, singing the melody along with the high harmony. And you can choose to sing along with either of those. And then we'll sing it a second time right in a row. And that time I'll be adding in the low harmony as well. So you can choose your own adventure. <laughs> You're listening for Clancy's voice on the high harmony and Celia and Patricia on the melody. And then it'll be my voice coming in on the low harmony the second time around. And why don't we save the kind of tag at the end, repeating that final phrase. We'll save that for the second time through. Okay. Um, what? And the high harmony is going to come in on da 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 what? So it is. What would it take to let yourself fall fall in love with life completely what is the place that softly calls you home back to yourself so easily all of these days are made of what we Slow. What, what would it take to let 
set yourself for a treat to sing with the three of you. Clancy and Celia, starting with you, can you tell me what you like about this song? That's my first question. Alright, well, I, I appreciate the invitation to like think about what makes me feel connected to life. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. me too. Thank <laughs> you, Clancy. Celia? Um, I like the way that the harmonies, like, wind together. Yes. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So I talk about doing this podcast to share songs that help me navigate life. Do you have a song that pops into mind that you would say helps you navigate life? Um, well, like, I like to just sing a lot and, like, write my own songs, and that's really a fun way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that I really like the spell songs. Yeah. Um, and in particular the, the blessing, because oh. and it's it's really a nice song. I feel connected to it. Yeah. That's a magical song. That whole album is just a magical album. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, that's the song I, off the record that always makes us all weep every oh. time we listen to it. Oh, me <laughs> just too. Tears. Me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. So now tell me the story about how you came to write What Would It Take? Okay, yeah. Well, one of the most significant parts of this landscape, you know, we live beside the sea. But also this town, the settler name for this town is Blue Hill, and it's named after this beautiful little mountain. You know, our town is kind of nestled around its foot. And I'm so grateful that I have, at this point in my life, I'm able to make it up that mountain pretty much every day. I mean, it's a very small mountain. It's not, I'm not some big hiker or anything like that, but it's a place, it's my place. It's the place I go to, um, to integrate, to kind of yeah reorient around what matters most to me to connect with the world around me and that sense of of source within myself so it's a really special place for me and um like I think pretty much every song that has ever come through me this song arose on the mountain <laughs> it was born on the mountain like all the other ones so um you know I was just kind of holding this question which feels like a central question for me of how do 
we continue to challenge and invite ourselves to step fully into life, uh, to say, you know, yes to all of it, the, the hard things and the really beautiful things. And like, how, how can we be present for all of it? What mm-hmm. would it take? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love the idea of saying yes also to the things we wouldn't choose. Mm-hmm. Um, saying yes to those things too as being part of falling in love with life mm. that's also falling in love yeah. you know we we under, you know it's easy to be like oh yeah you know doing mountains. this beautiful yeah exactly <laughs> that that's falling in love but also and also um having feeling what it's like to surrender to the things we wouldn't choose to experience that as another act of falling in love and saying yes to life so It's kind of just up there holding that question. And when you're up at the top of the mountain and you look out, you can see the Atlantic Ocean, you know, Blue Hill Bay and then the Atlantic Ocean, all the islands of Acadia National Park. You can see the sunrise and the sunset, obviously not at the same time, but you can see (laughs) such, (laughs) such a wide expanse of horizon that you can actually perceive the curve of the earth. You know, my kids are always like, look, do you see that? You know, so it's quite a, uh, it's quite a vista. And when you look out at the ocean, you can see the little white caps and ripples when it's a windy day. You can see them. But the pervasive sense that I have when I look out at the ocean from that height is of its depth and just this kind of abiding, that sense of these like deep abiding currents that are moving slowly far beneath whatever surface level turbulence might be visible. So that song was kind of about that as well, just like this question and and finding comfort then also in what abides both this, the, you know, the mountain itself from which we can behold the sea, but also that sense of the depth and the, 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 the calm, slow currents far below. I just want to dive right into this parenting question because, <laughs> the, you know, the pandemic has been such a difficult time to parent through. I would say as an observer, as a parent of, of adult people, but also for those who have younger people observing and seeing what happens and so much uncertainty, so much turbulence in our world right now. Mm-hmm. And I hear you saying some of the things that you draw on to help navigate that. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you could talk at all about, specifically about parenting and song and using song in parenting. And if you want to touch into Waldorf, I know that singing is very important in Waldorf education and Waldorf education is very important in your life. So I don't, if you want to combine mm. those things into one question, you're welcome mm. to, or, or tease mm. them out, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, lo- I love that question. And I feel like um, for me, my pathway, my relationship with the voice and with song is very much about coming back into connection repeatedly coming back into connection with myself and with the world around me and the possibility of 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 joy (laughs) really um and so when you ask about song and parenting the first thing that comes to mind really is 
my own experience of mm-hmm. connecting with my voice and feeling what it's like in my body to be in a space of sharing harmony with others that for me has been a real um, just an anchor so that I can be well enough in myself mm-hmm. to be able to meet my children from from a, a healthy, grounded place. So that's the first thing. Um, I have the sense that, that you might be interested in, you know, specifically like singing with children. And that's also, you know, um, I grew up in a family that sang together. All my first experiences of music all came from just being with my family and singing organically. And I didn't know that that wasn't something that every every family did. And so it's felt natural to have song be kind of a mainstay <laughs> in our family as well. Just part of it's like, you know, eating and drinking and singing, <laughs> sleeping, singing. Is that what kind of got you into founding the Songweavers Camp. It looks like an amazing week of adult and family singing in Maine. Is is that part of what led you in that direction? Yeah, for sure. For me, what's been intriguing about singing has always been the invitational quality, just that what it's like when everyone's invited uh-huh. <laughs> versus, you know, of one or two people up on stage and everyone else listening, just this this participatory um, nature of of singing. So Songweavers, uh, it really was inspired by my joy in the intergenerational chorus that I lead here, which is oriented towards harmony, you know, which in some ways is most suited for slightly older children, but we've always had young ones who are drawn to it too. So even though the majority are adults and older children, there's always some young ones. So the age span has been, you know, f- babies really (laughs) all the way up to people in their 90s and then also working with adult education through Antioch University and their um, master's program for Waldorf teachers my favorite part of that has always been that after class people want to sing you know people want to sing more people want to go out and sing to the setting sun or you know sing in a field and that experience of just coming together and everyone joining in and I wanted to create something like that close to home. Antioch is in New Hampshire. I love this place where we live and it's so beautiful and so it's such a feels like just a really special part of the world geographically. (laughs) So I wanted to bring people you know to at least create a possibility of others getting to kind of drink in the beauty of this natural environment while also being invited to blend their voices in a in a really inclusive way where the emphasis is on joining in and out of that so much beauty emerges i loved seeing that heidi wilson is going to be one of your song leaders because yeah, i've gotten to yeah. sing with her and she's coming on a breath of song she's going to be our next guest So that's really, really beautiful. What has been the hardest getting ready for this? Have you done one of the camps yet? 
Yeah, so this will be our third summer, and I am so happy to say that Heidi has been with us each summer, and I feel like she she's very much a part of it. I'm so lucky to have been able to collaborate with some amazing song leaders, Heidi Wilson, and then um, her good friend and co-band member in their, their group, Heartwood, Serena Partridge. Partridge. Yeah. yeah, she's also been a song leader, and it will be again this summer. And then also... Nicholas Williams, who is based in Quebec, and he's just an amazing, he's actually most known for being a, an amazing multi-instrumentalist in several bands, um, but on top of that, he's an incredible song leader and has this amazing voice and just a beautiful way of inviting people in. So it's kind of a dream team. And then we have Bennett Kinesny, who is a work song specialist, is also the director of the venue that hosts mm. us, which is the Bagadus Music Lending Library, one of the largest collections of sheet music in the world. So we're there like literally singing in between the stacks of, of this, all of this endless, you know, this, and, and this incredible resource of song, um, tangible resource of song around us. Um, so it's, it's been really wonderful. How do you feed everybody? Ooh, well, funny you should mention it. <laughs> I have to just give a shout out to my mom. (laughs) My mother fed everyone last year, along with her two sisters who flew in from Seattle and Chicago, respectively. And the three of them created these just incredible home cooked meals. And that, you know, that's the plan. Again, we've always, we've been, I'm blessed to live around a lot of extended family and everyone has just come together to, um, to, you know, nourish people in all the ways we can. (laughs) Wonderful. What is different about sharing a song with a six or seven year old versus someone who's 60 or 70? Yeah, I love that question too. I mean, in some ways, the thing that stands out most is what what feels the Uh same, which is just this heart connection, regardless of age. It's like, oh, how can we bring our hearts together? And song is such a beautiful way to do that. So coming from that place regardless of age. What's different, you know, I don't want to go too far into the philosophies of Waldorf education because there's a lot here, but one of the things that I love about Waldorf education is that it really asks what's the right thing for right now Um, and in a culture that leans towards more sooner, faster is always better. The opportunity to actually ask ourselves for the young child what is actually most nourishing and at that age I really find that bringing song through the imagination and through the whole body the whole being is so connective so bringing a story that weaves kind of seamlessly organically into song and noticing how predisposed towards just absorbing everything young children are when you bring movement with a song and when you're breathing in a healthy natural way and maybe the song itself the the path of the melody kind of weaves in a breathing kind of a way the children just take that into their whole bodies they're moving with you it's a really beautiful thing to witness and it's not it the funny thing is all of those things are also very nourishing for adults. Yeah, I was going to say, that's one of the most beautiful things I find about working with adults is 
is watching somebody rediscover how it feels to let the breath just fall into their body. Yeah, right. And yeah, so it's interesting. Our culture really tends to want to wake children up in their intellects as early as possible. And there's a way in which when we can bring music to young children that lets them linger a little longer in this imaginative dreamlike state place of early childhood then they can sink their roots more deeply into um, what feels good and true about life Mm. so then when later on when we're bringing in music that really does have I mean learning to sing a song in harmony it does require a little bit more of an intellectual engagement. There's a way in which we also then, too much of that can definitely trip us up, but we need, you know, we need a little bit of awakeness and also a big difference as we move through what in Waldorf education we call the nine-year change. Young children are really met by singing in unison and having this sense of like, we're really all one that they they know that in their bodies Mm -hmm. that's their reality and then we go through this period of like wait a second I'm my own person I have my own identity and what does that mean and that can be a little disorienting and sometimes we can see that um, show up in some tumultuous behavior as children are moving through that time of differentiation Mm -hmm. and so at that time children are really ready to sing their own part while someone else is singing a different part. Right. So there's that, it, you know, sing, right. starting to sing in harmony meets them in that way because it's saying, hey, you can, you can, you know, this is your part. But then also it's in relationship with another part. Yeah. So cultivating that capacity to tune into yourself and know yourself while at the very same time being tuned into and responsive to another is a really, I find, therapeutic way to help children navigate the experience of separation, of differentiation as an individual. You know, it's like, oh, I can be an individual and also belong. I can be an individual and also choose to engage in something really, really beautiful and collective. And also hugely healing for adults going through work that may be necessary of learning how to set boundaries, learning how to yes. be individual while in a group, learning how to find right. one's own, how to stand in one's own power and sense of self while yeah. allowing space for other people. Right. Yeah. To not be swept away into someone else's right. song. It's like, right. No, actually. Actually, this is yeah. mine right here and I've got it and mm-hmm. I can stay with it, but not squashing somebody else's part. That the That's combination right. of the of the two or three exactly. or four. That's yeah. right. It's not either me or you. It's us yes. together. But we each need to be fully actualized. Yes. You know, we yes. each need to really bring yes. our gifts in yeah. order for what is meant yeah. to manifest exactly. to be able to come. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I really see that as work that, um, you know, harmony singing. Harmony singing is medicine from the beginning of that differentiation period all the way on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what age point does Waldorf suggest that that differentiation happens? Yeah, in Waldorf education, um, we look at it as tending to begin around some time during the ninth year. So it's actually referred to as the nine-year mm-hmm. change. I remember, you don't have to include this, but I remember that that is when I shifted from being 
kind of vaguely afraid of made up things like, you know, ghosts or things like that to realizing, oh no, what's actually scary is people. (laughs) People are scary. And that's much scarier because you can't talk yourself out of it in the same way. But that was right when I was around nine years. And often children start to have like a different kind, their fears take on a different flavor. Mm. And they sometimes start to worry about what happens if someone close to me dies or this is some of these bigger kind of existential questions often start to arise at that age. So to, to offer something reassuring, that's both affirming. Yes, it's true. We are all individuals. And at the same time, (laughs) there's, you know, there's something worth joining in. Uh, There's something worth saying yes to. And there's something trustworthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know a lot about Waldorf education. I know a little bit, um, just little smidgens. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Mm. My impression from the outside was that it it was very, um, and this may be completely wrong. Okay, this is just where what I picked yeah. up was that it was very very structured, very lot of structure, structure. a lot of theory, a lot of. Um, uh, and a lot of, so again, I doubt this would have been my experience had I come through what you're working, but my, what the experience that I got when I looked into it for my kids 30 years ago was yeah. I was being judged. You're not wearing the right clothes. Oh, you're not yeah. wearing, eating oh, the right food. Yeah. You're not, you don't, mm. you're not mm. a Waldorf person was how it felt to me, right? And I, yeah, yeah. so I'm curious to know how, yeah, what, what would you say to that? Oh, mostly I'd say, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. That's such, that's so, yeah, I'm sorry that you went through that. And I'm sorry to hear that was your experience. And you know, I'm also sorry to say that you're, I don't think you're alone in having had that kind of a flavor of the way that people can interpret Waldorf education end up being the, your primary experience. So I think that that's something that people involved with Waldorf education really need to be mindful of um, because that's not at all the core intention of Waldorf education. You know, it's an education towards freedom. And actually the idea is to educate each child so that their unique gifts can be liberated such that they are able to become fully actualized human beings participating in our kind of collective destiny. You know, it's oh, definitely... Beautiful. How beautiful. Um, yeah. That's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But as with all things, you know, this idea is something that then individual and flawed human beings as all of us are are then challenged to try to yeah bring into being in the real world and that is not certainly far from perfect yeah I guess I would say just one other thing about the structure this idea of structure um and you don't have to include this but the another thing about the gesture of Waldorf education is moving from more form towards freedom so in the early childhood there's a sense of rhythm although within that you know there's also so much free play and so much just like you know being in nature and um, connecting with the imaginal realms in a really free way but but all of that is within a kind of a steady rhythm where we do this and then we move on to this and then we move on and then 
what we're really focusing on is helping children recognize that the world is, is good, that, you know, among, among all the things that it is, the world is good. And then we move into the middle grades and elementary school, and that structure begins to soften and open up. And also what we're really educating towards is, or what we're really inviting children into connection with or relationship with is all the ways in which the world is beautiful. So really exploring, like, oh, what do you find beautiful in this world? And educating the feeling life um, during those middle grades of elementary school and then towards middle school towards adolescence that's when we start to then wake up the more theoretical the more analytical um, and intellectual aspects of our being and and because what we're looking for there is you know children really want to know at that age okay I feel that the world is good I've I've experienced the world as beautiful but what is true Mm. so at that age we're really seeking to meet them with okay what is true what, what can we explore that feels true? And that's so, um, that can be so individual too. So it's like, you know, what is true? And, and, and that's a, a whole different kind of exploration than when you have the, you know, little five-year-olds with their rain pants and they're digging in the mud. And they're also, it's just another, mo- it's another form of um, asking what is this world made of that's worth saying yes to. So when you find yourself leading a group of singers, maybe a group that's new to you, the the good, the beautiful, the true, all Mm. of those things, do they influence the way that you develop your circle? Hmm. I love that question. Um, The funny thing is, the first thing that comes to mind is that (laughs) I mean, I guess it's the word trust of just like trusting that there's enough that is good and beautiful and true in whatever it is that you're about to bring, you the participant, Mm. that you can just go with it. So there's a way in which it's like this, this idea of the world being good and beautiful and true counterintuitively feels like an antidote to perfectionism. Yeah. Like, it's already good yeah. enough. You're, you're, it's already enough. So just come. Just come. And, um, you know, I find that as a song leader, also, make, you know, not, not, not being overly focused on be, everything being perfect can, just, can really help others know that, oh, I do belong here. This is not some... <laughs> There aren't some standards here that I'm not going to be able to live up to. This is really for me as well as for everybody else. Yeah. What is hardest for you about leading groups? Well, it used to be that I have never been drawn to singing for performance purposes. I'm not, I'm not, I don't really see myself as a performer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a vocalist specifically. Um, what, what, you know, I, I came into being a song leader because after the birth of our second child, I had also completed my cycle as a class teacher in a Waldorf school. You know, we move up through the grades. So I had completed that cycle. I had a newborn and a two-year-old at home, and I knew it was not the right time to start another cycle. (laughs) (laughs) 
Meanwhile, our school had not been able to find a music teacher for four years. We're a small community and kind of far, far, far north. <laughs> um, and so then I, w- I was invited to teach music and I felt like, well, I can probably do better than literally no one. But I was really just stepping in to fill a void. It was through experiencing my voice as just something that helped to like pave the way for other voices Mm -hmm. to join in that I was able to step into a place where I felt comfortable singing in front of other people. Yeah. So one of the challenges used to be, okay, now I'm going to stand up here and I'm just going to sing by myself in front of all these people that feels uncomfortable. (laughs) But at this point, I've gotten used to it. You know, I understand, okay, I'm doing this because in a minute, everyone's going to uh-huh. join me. And uh-huh. if I just do this, then just pretty soon, everyone's going to yep. be singing with me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, the other piece is just that um, I really love to teach from what is alive inside of me versus really relying on sheet music or, you know, notes on a page. It's helpful to have that alongside. If, but what I really love is just drawing the music out of myself mm-hmm. and um it is sometimes confusing <laughs> to teach I find like teaching up three parts is fine but once you add that fourth part <laughs> and you're switching back and forth between the four I sometimes find that I get a little scrambled yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another chapter <laughs> how when you're participating in a group that somebody else is song leading mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what do you find draws you in the most Hmm. You know what? Honestly, I think it's their vulnerability. Like when someone is just being really authentic about what they're bringing, what, who they are and what they can and can't uh-huh. do. I don't know. Right. not taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. Then I feel like, oh, this is someone I can relate yeah. to and I feel at ease. Um, so those are definitely qualities that I love about Heidi Wilson and Serena Partridge <laughs> and Nicholas Williams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you care for yourself besides singing? Hmm. Well, the mountain. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Going to the mountain and the, the silence there, um, the opportunity to just listen really deeply. And then, well, I would say that. That's my number mm-hmm. one. Just that invitation to move through space the experience I have of the mountain is you never come down the same person that you were going up you know it's just so it's this is this amazing experience of integration I guess is what I would describe it so how long does it take Mm -hmm. from when you leave your door one hour, yeah, and that's from when I leave my door. Like actually, to get up the up from the base of the mountain through the meadow and then up through the woods to the place where the trees open up and you're standing on this granite face looking out at the view that I described, that takes like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a. It's so. It's. I just. I love that mountain. So. <laughs> I will say also that. Um, my primary work is actually as a somatic coach for individuals and couples. Mm-hmm. And so I do find that just my own somatic practice, my daily practices related to embodiment, um, some of which do involve the voice. Mm-hmm. 
that those are also really a resource and an anchor for me. When you say my somatic practice, tell me, tell mm-hmm. me, what does that involve? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I have a series of, um, of practices that many of them are practices that I share with my clients. Um, and they're just certain things that for me, when I wake up in the morning, um, if I begin with some of these sequences, then I just find that it shifts how I enter the day. So it's a few things in the morning, and then there's also a few things in the evening that help me just kind of um, come back to myself and release anything that's kind of accumulated over the course of the day so that I'm ready to slip into dreams. Are you willing to give an example of one of those parts of the sure. se- one part of the sequence? Yeah, yeah. One thing that I find really helpful is when I first wake up in the morning, just sitting out, putting my feet on the floor, feeling the floor, you know, just taking a moment to do a quick body scan that's oriented towards waking up my sensing mind or my sensing being, and then just doing a really quick version of a four-dimensional centering, you know, feeling into length, into width, into depth, and into purpose. And that's a really helpful way to anchor and ease into the day. You know, I hadn't thought about it, but a couple of months ago, we had to get a new mattress. And the new mattress is (laughs) like four inches taller than our old mattress, maybe five inches taller. And I can no longer, when I turn to get out of bed, I have to slide down (laughs) because I have short legs. I'm not very tall. (laughs) I have to slide down to get out of bed. So I can't just turn and land my feet. I have to kind of shoot out of bed every morning. And I have You're sliding, sliding into, into the day. day. And I nice. have started doing, <laughs> I used to stand up and do a little breathing practice. And now I'm mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. it lying on my back first because nice. getting yeah. out of bed, because it involves that trust fall every day. <laughs> <laughs> you right out onto the floor, so you might as well stay there. Oh, that's, that's great. Well, the floor is a great place to do some yeah. breathing. So... Um, <laughs> so this idea of the world is good and beautiful Mm. and true. I'm wondering Mm. if you're willing to tell me, I'm going to ask you, I'm just going to ask you, how hard is that (laughs) to hold on to right now for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that question. I mean, that really gets at the the you know we're we are past adolescence you know and so we're in what comes after that which is an ongoing quest for truth what's real what's real here and yeah I feel like in some ways continuously circling back to what is good what is beautiful and what feels most true over and over again is what makes it possible to continue to stay engaged Mm -hmm. and to find the courage to face the things that are challenging and to bring whatever we can bring Mm -hmm. to the table to address the things that are not okay. Mm -hmm. So I think those those kind of fundamental questions are in a way a resource to keep coming back to. Mm. What, what feels good? What does feel good? And not as a bypass, but it's as a 
as a place to draw on a resource if I'm anchored into what feels good and what I see as beautiful and what I believe to be true mm -hmm. then then I'm able to say yes to yes I, I'm I'm here for this challenge I'm here for the hard work it's beautiful is there anything that you're excited about right now that you'd like to share hmm Thank you for that invitation. Well, I am I am really excited about this upcoming song weavers. We're about to launch the registration. So and it's just such a, a beautiful experience to have. You know, it's upwards of a hundred people of all ages who come together for this week. And it's very unifying and cohesive because really most of what we do, we do together. There are some special things that are just for the youngest among us. Um, there's some things for people who are interested in growing their chops as song leaders. But for the most part, we're all together and learning just this incredible repertoire that these very diverse song leaders and song weavers bring. And, you know, we all go travel to the this beautiful cove and sing to the ocean. And we all go to this amazing place called Tinderhearth, which is this kind of, they were just profiled in the New York Times. It's this, you know, no longer secret pizza restaurant in Brooksville but that has beautiful outdoor seating and we just it's just an amazing place to go as a collective and share a meal under the sky uh -huh. and sing as people walk by when you know people walk by wondering what we're doing <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that it's such a, a it's a really a dream come true that it has come into being um, I'll be putting a link so. to it in the show notes and Great. When this releases, the registration will have been open for a little while. It might be full already, but yeah. people might be able to bookmark it for next year. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you good for lightning round questions? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, here we go. What's an album that was really important to you? Joni Mitchell's Blue. <laughs> Given, yes. Grew up with it. <laughs> so so great. But actually, I heard all those songs first sung by by my aunties and my parents. Oh. So sweet to have heard it, have kind of grown up with it, sung through these very familiar voices, and then hear Joni's incredible voice when I was a little bit oh, older. Lovely. So. <laughs> what is your favorite yeah. soup? Oh, I love butternut squash oh, soup. Yes. <laughs> What is a sound you feel strongly about? You don't have to like it or hate it, you know, but just a, a sound that you feel very yeah. strongly about. Gosh, you know, the first thing that popped to mind is just that um, I'm always like listening for the sound of the stone on the mountain. I like that, you know, if you feel like, oh, can I hear the humming in this granite that's been here, you know, since since ancient times and every once in a while I feel like oh yeah I think I hear that sound so listening for that mm. sound the sound of the mountains <laughs> who is an artist you wish more people listened to oh well we were just so blessed to get to sing with this amazing Swedish group Conero who you may have heard before no K-O-N-G-E-R-O -E these four Swedish women who take old old traditional Swedish folk songs and arrange them in really 
incredibly breathtakingly gorgeous modern oh, wow. ways. So I've been singing their song for year, songs for years and did a workshop with them a number of years ago, but um, they just came up to our neck of the woods. We got to sing with them again and singing with them and my children was such a joy. Lovely. So, Conero. <laughs> Before we close, where can we find you and follow your projects? Singwaldorf.com is the best place to find me. There you can connect with me around my somatic coaching and also Song Weavers is there. The resources that I offer for teachers singing with children are also there. So it's a great place to find me, Sing Waldorf. Beautiful. A huge thank you to you, Meg, for coming on A Breath of Song. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners. I'm so glad you're singing with us. You visit abreathofsong.com to see show notes with links, lyrics, Patty Piotrowski's glorious artwork. Sign up to get artwork and music in your mailbox. How beautiful is that? And be one of the generous people who put something in the gratitude jar to help cover costs. Before Patty or I is paid, 25% is donated to the Jazz Foundation of America, which directly supports jazz, blues, and roots musicians in need. The skill and the artistry of these musicians has directly shaped most of the music that I share on this podcast in one way or another, yet historically they have been inadequately recognized and unfairly recompensed. This is a small step toward restoration that we take. Okay, let's sing What Would It Take Again to let it sink in more deeply. Um, so first time melody and then a second time with all the harmonies. Um, What would it take to let yourself fall in love with life completely? What is the place that softly calls you home? Back to yourself so easily all of these days are made of what we so gathering and then let go beneath these waves of joy and grief and woe the sea moves deep and slow what would it take to let yourself fall in love with life completely? What is the place that softly calls you home? Back to yourself so easily. Meg, thank you so much for coming today. And thank you to Celia and Clancy. Thank you for hosting us in my cabin. You are so welcome. It's been a delight. 
Thank you, listeners and singers, for joining Meg and us today for a breath of song. I'm grateful that you're taking care of yourself and listening to your voice. I believe making a better world starts with tuning into ourselves and each other, which is what we just did. So, yay, yay us! If you're liking this podcast, please share with a friend, and next time we'll plant another song. Until then, be well. Thank you.